What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! As we are brought in by the fire tones of the Tongans, with whom we give all deference to, we want to thank y'all for listening to another edition of The Outsider's Edge. This is not your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Rance had to go watch his daughter do some sportsing tonight because he's a dad, and that's what dads do. Um, so he left it for us to hold it down. This is your boy, Mr. Kyle Morris, and I am here with my good brother, Mr. Carl Irvin. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good, and this show almost didn't happen because I was supposed to take my kids to a doctor's appointment tomorrow, but we are having, I don't know if I would call it inclement weather, but enough weather is happening to where we might not be able to make it, so we had to reschedule, and I'm in that case, I'm able to stay up late and do a recording. So I was supposed to be out of town tonight, but I'm not, so here we are. I have shit to do, y'all. I am... Single as a motherfucker, so like I had nothing else going on but this show. So uh, you're stuck with me. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a rapid fire episode. We've got a handful of topics. Some of them you've heard Rance and I talk about on the show before, but Carl wasn't able to join us, and I want to give him some opportunity to get some of his thoughts on that out. And then other stuff is just you know the typical wrestling fuck shit because. I mean, stuff happens in the world that it wrestles, and y'all motherfuckers think that just because you got Twitter, that means you got to tell us how you feel about it. I just want you to know that, like, I hear the term fuck shit a lot, just in general, but you're the only person I ever hear say it verbally, because I always see it, like, on social media, and now I've started to use it. Like, I just want you to know that, like, I've been using I've that lately. Yeah. <laughs> if for well, better I, or worse, yeah. It's such... A versatile term. The fuck shit. The IWC is always on that fuck shit. So, um, speaking of people who are usually on some different kind of fuck shit. So, All Friends Wrestling. AEW. Um, AEW has been on the tip of everybody's tongues because of the so-called Forbidden Door is finally open. And for those of our listeners who are listening and they don't know what the Forbidden Door refers to, basically that means New Japan. 
for a long, long time, AEW was able to work with Impact. They were able to work with GCW. They were able to work with NWA. They were able to work with PWG and all of these smaller feds. And then COVID hit, and they were you know, still able to work with the smaller companies that are doing business right now. But they hadn't been able to get anything going with New Japan. And the reason that they hadn't been able to get anything going with New Japan had a lot to do with the circumstances surrounding the way that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks decided to leave. Um, But now that door has been open, and so all the companies are working together, and it's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. But as usual, you know, the IWC has blown it up into this really, really big thing that it doesn't necessarily need to be. They've turned it into this big war between the two companies, and they want to talk about how, oh, now that all the companies are banding together like Voltron, they're going to take down the big evil WWE and blah, 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 blah. And I talked last week about how a lot of these conclusions everybody's jumping to are wrong. But I want to get your thoughts, Carl. What do you think about this working relationship between All Friends Wrestling and all of their friends? Uh, Okay, so I'll start by saying it's actually, if you are just a wrestling fan, it's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Just from a sheer wrestling fan standpoint, like you can't, if you like AEW, if you like New Japan, you have to be happy. I mean, there's no reason not to be. Um, so in that regard, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't... A couple of things. One, historically, these relationships don't typically work out. These type of relationships just don't function well. And and now it's not just like you mentioned earlier. It's very Voltron-esque. Like, there's, it's more than one. This isn't just a working relationship between company x and company y which historically doesn't work out this is a working relationship with company xyz abc so that a lot of moving parts so there's a lot to um it's a lot i mean i guess in some ways if one if there's if one company doesn't work out you just kick it to the curb and your voltron is a little less powerful but you know i don't know but i will say historically these relationships don't work out. This could be different. I hope it is. Um, I won't hold my breath, but I think the main thing I kind of want to focus on is is New Japan because I know that we have on our family of podcasts, Keep It Strong Style, um, that New Japan is their baby. And I'm so I'm not trying to like come after New Japan because I I like New Japan, Carl, like what I've ever watched Carl, of it. You know? No, we're not on Social Suplex anymore, right? We're not. No. Okay. Whatever. Our former we family still listen to still listen to keeping it strong style. We love keeping it strong style. They're our forever brothers. But for whatever like, reason, I thought they were on chair shot with us. That's my fault. No, okay. All right. No. All right. That was bad promotion there. All right. So I mean, listen to Social Suplex and keeping it strong style, please. But like Carl, you should know what network our people are on. No, I, I thought they were on ours, not us on theirs. Is what I. That's what I was getting at there. All right. Anyways, doesn't matter. Listen. Those guys would probably not like to hear this, but the reach that New Japan has in the U.S., I don't know, like, I mean, obviously there are fans from the U.S. here, but I don't, 
I don't know that it's going to be anything that's going to take down the evil empire. I mean, they, they, they tried to do a show in Dallas not that long ago that didn't do great. That's not to say it can't happen, but some of these guys, like, for instance, Kenta is the big one, kind of. It seems like he's the big one so far that they've really been utilizing. Well, one, he's incredibly injury-prone, and two, he might have made waves in NXT, but didn't because he was injury-prone. So it's hard to say that like someone like that, as great as he is, is going to really move the needle in America. I don't. I'm not saying it won't move the needle, and I haven't seen any recent ratings because I don't look at that stuff. But I just don't think that it's really going to do much. That's just a personal opinion. I could be completely wrong, but I just kind of think that when you're looking at it from that standpoint, as great of a promotion as New Japan is. I'm not sure that the I'm just not sure that's going to translate to tons of viewers. The kind of viewers that's going to make what the AEW hopefuls want and that's real competition. I just don't see it. They might still pillow fight with NXT and they'll still beat them and stuff, but I don't see it still don't see it getting to a point where they're competing on a consistent basis with Raw or SmackDown. I don't know that I don't know that necessarily New Japan is going to provide that kind of a bump for AEW. Um, But I also don't feel like AEW is providing this like super mega bump to a lot of these other companies. Like the arrangement with New Japan is more a marriage of necessity than anything else because John Moxley is still the IWGP US heavyweight champion and they needed like New Japan needed to have some kind of agreement worked out so that they can get Kenta this belt so that they can get it off of Moxley and have to not worry about him anymore. Um not 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 necessarily not work with him anymore but just like okay cool the belt is off you and now it doesn't matter if you know the country goes on lockdown or um, when and where we want the title defended, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was a marriage of necessity. But if you look at like impact, like they had a little bit of a bump in viewership, Kenny's first appearance, but since then it's really kind of reverted back to their usual numbers. And outside of that, like, AEW makes the Impact roster their bitch, like, on the regular. Right, and they should. Like, in theory, if you're doing it, that, I mean, Vince McMahon would make other rosters his bitch if that was the case. You you're know? right, but not on their show. That's true. That's a fair point. Like, yeah. like that's the real thing. Like, <clears throat> they had Kenny in the main event of their pay-per-view beat their world champion. That's true. And, and there I have been yeah. that Rich Swan is their world champion. I get that. I get that. And like Kenny well, should beat Rich Swan. But that's why Kenny versus Rich Swan shouldn't be the main event of Impact's pay-per-view. If you want to do a big partnership match, you have Rich Swan go up against somebody that you're willing to let him beat. Right. Which then they've got plenty of they got plenty of jobbers on AEW. Like it's not well, like they can't. Not even just jobbers. We did uh, last week on the show. We talked about AEW's roster, and Rance looked up the numbers. There are ninety two people on AEW's roster. 
They have wow. 92 contracted wrestlers. For That's insane. Two hours of weekly television plus dark. Well, dark in itself is like eight hours, so I guess that. Makes but sense. but we also did the comparison for comparison across Raw and SmackDown. They have ninety five wrestlers contracted. Wow. So like five hours of television versus two hours of television, and like. So AEW's got lots of people, and they need places to put these bodies. So it's easy to see how they benefit. The question is, how do these other country, uh, countries, companies benefit in the long term logistically? Yeah, I mean, if you think, I guess, you know, kind of the way out, you were just alluding to Kenny Omega coming out there and making Rich Swan his bitch on, on an Impact show. I mean, I can, I'm old enough to remember John Cena going to going to ECW air quotes in Philadelphia in that arena and getting, they might've murdered him that night, you know, if they could have, when he wrestled Art Rob Van Dam. And, you know, that wasn't a situation where John Cena made anybody his bitch. You know what I mean? I, th- I think there's good business is important, but the, th- and the thing about impact is, a lot of the guys, I mean, a lot of these guys that Impact has, and to, to the same degree AEW, a lot of them were in WWE, have spent time in the, w, in the WWE, and weren't really the kind of guys you were ever going to put your full backing behind. So you need, I mean, you, you need, like, especially with someone like Kenny, Kenny Omega, who I think most people think is the one, is one of the guys who can put the eyeballs on television's I don't know about all, I don't know about that really, I think, but the problem really, the, the, the biggest issue that these companies have is the style of wrestling, what AEW is and what they want to be is they are, if, if wrestling in and of itself is a niche product, they are, you know what I mean? They are like, it's, it's another tier. Like they are even more niche niche whatever they're they not are that. growing they're they're not necessarily growing air quotes their fan base because they're only catering to the people that are already tuning in correct so how can you convince i mean like i'm not saying that i am your target audience but i would be someone because i like wrestling but i haven't been convinced to go over there and watch whether it's time i mean yes i can always sit here and get on the show and say well i don't have time for it but if it was that great i might make time you know what i mean like i think there's there is i mean you should if you can't convince someone to watch it that isn't already watching it how are you trying to do that and i'm not sure linking up with new if anything i think it benefits new japan more than it does AEW because i think you can get more eyeballs on new japan because they're working on a show that's being aired in the united states and new japan just got on the roku channel too well, there's also New, the, New Japan benefits also because the places where AEW's roster is the most overloaded are places where New Japan could use an influx, an influx of bodies. Right. So, for example, AEW is chock full of tag teams. Chock full of tag teams. Really, really good tag teams. Right. New Japan always needs good tag teams. Because their heavyweight tag division stays like 
not barren, but stays not very deep. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, they benefit in that regard. Um, they'll benefit from more bodies to be able to use in the junior division. They'll benefit um, in those kinds of ways. Um, but I just, I don't know. My my worry, I said it last week, and I'll say it again, my worry is something that you mentioned. These partnerships are great until they're not. And when they're not, they tend to end in a really ugly way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, just to kind of put a, put a bow on it, I guess. I mean, this is, it's good. Once again, it's good for the fans you're already trying to cater to. In terms of bringing new viewers, if that's your goal, and I would imagine it is because you want to make money, don't you? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you, maybe you bring in some. I don't know if you're going to bring in enough to move the needle. Yeah, agreed. No, that's that. I absolutely agree. Um, shifting gears here, real quick. We wanted to take a quick minute. We won't spend a whole lot of time on this topic, but we wanted to take a quick minute. Um, Gabby Tuft, who was better known to uh, wrestling fans under the ring name Tyler Rex, has recently announced that she is trans and that she is transitioning. And she will now be go- known as Gabby and um, talking about the support that she's received from her wife and her child. And we here at the Outsider's Edge just want to take a quick moment to say Good for you for living your truth. We support you in that and are proud of you for that. And that is awesome. Um, doesn't excuse being an anti-masker or an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> like, right. You are still allowed to shit on her for that. Yes. But good for her for living her truth. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I haven't kept up with, with her um, in a while. So let me ask you, you might know, is she still wrestling? No, I don't believe so. No, I, her and her wife started a, I want to say like fitness company. Okay. And okay. so they're like physical trainers or something like that. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't sure. I haven't, I haven't heard the name Tyler Rex in a very long time. So I hadn't really, when I first saw that come across, I kind of had to do a double take. Cause I was like, I, Tyler Rex, like I'm thinking, I know the name, and then I kind of, you know what I mean, and then you kind of like, start oh yeah, talk, I, it, and you're like, oh yeah. It took me a minute as well, and then like when I I looked up, I looked her up from before, and I was like, oh shit, I I remember when she had the dreads and she was huge and blah blah <laughs> blah, and so yeah. like yeah, huge physical transformation, obviously as transitioning tends to be. Um, but yeah, you know, just happy for anyone who's able to live their truth like that. That's awesome. Agreed. Put your mask on though. Yeah, for real. Wear your mask, bitch. Like I'm happy that you are being your authentic self, but your authentic self can wear a mask. Um, so speaking of people who didn't want to wear masks and didn't want to be responsible. Journalism, baby. Let's uh let's get these forty chuckles out about fucking Deanna Perrazzo and Casey Catanzaro and Steve Cutler and all of this shit. Oh my god. 
So is, you know, real quick, I just want to say that we, we've we've gone from like some just some regular all friends fuck shit to now we're on super spreading fuck shit. This is I don't know if we can call it the fuck shit episode, but it's definitely that so far. I mean, so like, so this one here specifically, like the story where I want to start the story was with the news of Steve Cutler's release. So yeah. like it was announced earlier in the week that Steve Cutler had been released from his WWE contract. And when that first came out, my immediate reaction was, man, that's some shit. Like Gunner's bitch ass was the reason that the Forgotten Sons had to be forgotten. That's what everyone thought, um, yeah. And so, like, that was my immediate thought in the moment. And then it turns out, like, oh, no, no, no. The reason he had to, he had to get to step in was because he was going to COVID parties without uh, practicing his social distancing. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of unfortunate because we didn't get a chance to dunk on... <laughs> we can't dunk on Jackson Riker for this one. Oh, we I mean, can we, definitely dunk on we Jackson can. Riker. Like, we can take a quick we, second, but it's got nothing to do with this. Right, we can dunk on him if we want to, but we can't like add to the dunking because this has nothing to do with him, and that's unfortunate. So that's a loss. That's an L on, on our, in my book already. I then, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then to add on top of that, like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's a COVID denier. See, and that's the thing. I didn't know all this stuff about about him in general. I mean, I knew he got released, and then I heard it was because of the stuff that you mentioned. I didn't realize he was a COVID denier. I mean, this is kind of one of those things when it comes to COVID. I, none of us, I mean, maybe you have. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know your life. But none of us, I would say, have been perfect at this stuff. Like, I think we've all had our times where we've walked I mean, I know I have. I have literally walked into the grocery store without my mask and realized at that moment when I saw everyone wearing one that I was like, oh, shit, I don't have mine. Let me go back and get it. Like, these are things that happen. But to just flat out be like, eh, I'm not doing it. We've talked about it before. This has been going on for over a year now or almost a, right out of a year, basically. There's no excuse at this point. You are flat well, out dying at you know? And I don't know about you, I don't know about you, Carl, but, like, what's really starting to piss me off, like, I'm talking get angry, is, like, did you see the interview from the end of that tennis match in Australia the other day where they had, like, a full-ass fucking stadium of people and are able to, like, go out to clubs and shit and they get yeah. to have open restaurants and schools are back to face-to-face -to -face learning and all of this shit because they did what the fuck they were supposed to do. And I'm just like, I'm watching those things happen now. And I'm just like, see, that could be us too, but y'all playing. Well, the, the propaganda machine in the United States of America, and this is not a political show, but the propaganda machine in the U S is about, I mean, it's, we always make fun of, you know, like, communist countries and stuff and all their propaganda for a non-communist country it's pretty bad over here you know what i mean like we've got people convinced of all kinds of ridiculous oh americans are some of the dumbest fucking people dude yeah like, for like real. legitimately I, I i americans are so fucking stupid so and it, fucking it goes on though because 
we're, it's not just him. We've got two other people to shit on on this whole topic. I mean, well, well, because the well, the reason we've got other people to shit on is because the reason we know that Steve Cutler was out there in these streets not taking the COVID seriously is because of fucking Casey Catanzaro, who apparently just be tally ho about not following protocol. <laughs> Mr. PSA herself. I know you've seen the video of her yeah. with her COVID tips or whatever. Yeah. yeah, this bitch talking about doing her little PSAs about make sure that you're wearing your mask and following social distancing and listening to the CDC guidelines. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, uh, <laughs> this bitch is out in Dave and Buster's with no fucking mask. I, you know, I just don't. I don't. To me, it's it's almost worse. It might just be worse to be out here like so Cutler's a COVID denier, right? I I mean I don't know that for certain, but Well, I'll put it this way. There are people out there that are COVID deniers, right? That's a real thing. And they just are straight up like, look, I'm not wearing a mask, fuck you. Okay. I don't like it. I don't respect it. But in her case, it might actually be worse. Because she's out here like, well, make sure and wear your mask. But by the way, I ain't doing that shit. Like, that yeah. might actually be yeah. worse. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is just... We're not going to get anywhere with this. The reality of this situation with COVID, but in the States at least, and yeah. other parts of the world too, is until enough people get vaccinated, we ain't ever getting out from under this shit. And who knows how long that's going to take. So... I'm just tired of everybody refusing to care. Like, I am okay. I understand people make mistakes. But to just flat out not care is... It's disappointing. And I'm trying to figure out how Casey Catanzaro still has her job. If she's out here doing this, how does she get to keep her job? Where someone like Steve Cutler is fired. For the same fucking reason. For the same fucking reason. That Patrick Clark still has a contract. And Matt Riddle still has a contract. Yeah. Same reason. Yeah. Same fucking well, reason. It's value. Company doesn't, exactly. So that company doesn't give a shit about your morality. They, like all companies, give a shit about how much money can you make them. And I mean, Steve Cutler had... Steve Cutler had reached the point where you take in a risk and we don't use you anyway. Bye. Casey was just in the women's dusty classic, which <laughs> at least indicates to you that like they are, you know, trying to give her some stuff. Well, and she's kind of like she's she's agile and she's entertaining. I mean, if you've ever watched her, I mean, I'm not saying she's greatest wrestler on the planet or anything but she's she's got a lot of agility she can do a lot of cool shit so i mean i i mean look i get it but it's just super fucked up like it's it's so it just makes me like i hate everything as it is and this kind of stuff makes it worse because it's just one of those situations where it's so easily avoidable and i've what i've noticed a lot that's going on in the world is that there are a lot of people doing terrible shit but for whatever reason, they love to put their name on it now. Like, how easy is it 
what's this the the Gina Carano right? Uh-huh. Like, how bad yeah. can you fumble the bag? Like, all she oh, had to do was I be quiet. Know. Just be you quiet. Had, you were gonna get that George Lucas money. I mean, Disney now, but still, you were gonna get that Star Wars money for the rest of your motherfucking life, and you would always have a spot at conventions and shit. And the nerds would love to bring you in, and you can stand for female empowerment and all that other bullshit. But you just couldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like I'm like, or I like even if I had views like that. But see, the thing about I, I would like to think that I would just be quiet because I would be making all kinds of money. But apparently, those views are so strong that they just cannot. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm at work. I don't just start spatting off at the mouth about stuff I believe in. Like, I work in the natural gas industry. A lot of Trump supporters, okay? Well, I teach just... kids for a living. I'm not allowed to tell them what I believe. That's true. But I I could. I mean, it just wouldn't be... It would be very... To my disadvantage. They might make my life harder. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying yeah. to do that. So it's like, why? Why are you making life harder for yourself? If you've already got these terrible views, just be rotten and, and just age quicker because you're a terrible person on your own time don't ruin your fortune i'm just saying you got to secure secure those paychecks well and the other part of that is the other part of that is when you're doing the shit that you know you're not supposed to do why the fuck are you putting that on social especially because especially because these are not little gen z babies these are like little teenage kids you are a fucking millennial, and yeah. I was in millennial school. I remember what we were taught in millennial school about what you put on the internet. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That shit is forever. Stays there forever. You can't get it out of the cloud. I th- Well, I think they're kind of in that mix of, like, the one thing about our generation, Kyle, is that even though we know everything goes on the internet forever, we still sometimes like to put stuff on the internet because we love our selfies and we love those things. And I think that like, there's just that certain group that just can't seem to like, they want to be cute and stuff for the world to see. And so they don't think it like, I'm wondering if maybe they're just drunk. Like that's, that's, that would be the only way if I was breaking protocols, the only way you would know is if I was hammered. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on Twitter live right now. Like that's the only way. I mean, couldn't be me. That's you, all I can think. Do you think just on a, I know it's kind of a, I don't know how much, we didn't really like deep dive it, I guess, but do you think any repercussions are coming for Casey at all? I mean, because if you, you kind of look at like Matt Riddle a little bit, right? He's he's still on television, so you can't call it punishment. But I ain't seen oh. that boy win a match in three, four, five months. You know what I mean? I don't foresee any punishment for Casey because she's not super high on the card anyway. So, like, most most I might see as they won't use her as often as they have in the past. But, like, what she did doesn't rise up to the level of what people like Patrick did, and they didn't face consequences of any kind. <clears throat> That's very true. Like, Patrick and Austin Theory are both still actively employed and utilized. Yeah, every time I see Austin Theory on TV, I don't don't watch NXT very often, so I don't see Patrick Clark. Every time I see Austin Theory, I always see him for some reason. 
I just want to punch him in his dumb face. You see him all the time because his current thing is he's with Gargano. That's right. Yeah, he's hanging out and, with Johnny. And so anything associated with Johnny is going to be on the television for NXT. Um, but yeah, like that, that absolutely, I, every time I see him on my TV, I'm just like, oh. yeah, it's getting to be, that's getting to be a little bit too common of a theme with my wrestling shows these days. I can't seem to go one episode of wrestling without seeing someone who just not well, because they have this, heel heat with me. They have go away heat. Because this is the, this is the flip side to like, you know, we were talking about the forbidden door. Uh, being AEW, getting the other companies to assemble like Voltron, that's not the Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Door is the, like, unlimited access we have to all of these people. Like, say what you will about the death of Kayfabe. Like, that's fine and dandy. I don't give a fuck about the death of Kayfabe. But you know what was really nice about the 80s and the 90s as a fan? I didn't know them as people. Like, yeah. Kane was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I didn't know shit about him. Everything I have learned about Glenn Jacobs makes me not want to watch Kane. Right, I get that. What's well, kind of, like, it, it, it filters over one of my into favorites growing up. The Undertaker was one of my favorite people growing up. Everything about his aesthetic as Mark Calloway makes me want to throw up. Yeah. It's, 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 it's leaked over into everything. It's like I tell people all the time, like, you know, for a long, like for the last four years, all I did was doom scroll. And now since that guy's not there anymore, I don't really like, I'm not paying, I should pay attention, but I'm not paying as much attention because I know that I don't have to pull up my phone and worry about what the president said every single day. You know what I mean? Like I can take a breather for a couple of days because I know it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, and so yeah. I think that's kind of, it's the same general idea. Like, I don't want to know my politicians any more than I want to know the people I see on television. Think about like, I keep leaking over into pop culture and stuff, but think about like Chris Pratt, right? I mean, like everything, if you've watched any of him on, he's awesome on television, right? In the movies, like he's incredibly entertaining yeah. and funny guy. But all of those questionable associations. <laughs> But all that bullshit, all that fuck shit, and you're just like, you know, uh, I guess well, I'll like Chris Hemsworth instead. You know, it's just one well, of those things. And and my thing is, you know, I don't believe in cancel culture because I don't think that that I don't think that's what it really is. I think it's accountability. You know, like that, and I will continue to beat that drum. People keep coming. Oh, freedom of speech is dead. Oh, cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. No, no, it's called accountability. Like, pa like Patrick is a great example of accountability. I loved him as a wrestler. We talked on this show ad nauseum about the fact that they had found this 20-something-year-old kid who just got it. Yeah. Understood from the word go how this shit works and how he was going to main event all these WrestleManias one day because he's just that fucking good and then i found out he's a sexual predator and just like that fandom over period it's yeah. that simple and for, it, it is and, and the thing is my, and the reason i'm using him as my example is for a lot of y'all that was easy for a lot of y'all that was real easy it was real easy for you to cancel patrick but for some reason y'all can't bring yourselves to 
do the same for some of these other people who are doing some of the same fucked up shit. And I want you to sit for a minute and really think about the why. Because I bet you might learn something about yourself. <laughs> I, I, I've always kind of like gone back and forth with cancel culture. And I, I, like, I like the way you put it in terms of accountability. Because I come from like, I have this, I've always kind of had this school of thought. Like I try and think of past situations where celebrities or athletes especially have gone through this where they've done something wrong and X happens. And people always like, the one example I always think of is Michael Vick. And the reason why I think of Michael Vick is because people might call that cancel culture, might that he was canceled or whatever. And I would disagree. And that, that's how I, that's how I use it to think about it because he was just, he, he got another chance. He, he was held accountable for what he did though. Like he still served time in prison. He lost sponsorships, contract, a huge contract. He got another chance. And so the thing that I'm trying to, the thing that I'm trying to, I always try to figure out where the line in the sand is, right? Because to me, like someone like Patrick Clark, if you're a sexual predator, I don't know that you get another chance. You know, <laughs> if, if you are, if you that's are, okay, all over. That's OJ all over again. Like if if I've got real good evidence that you committed double murder, or Voldemort. Let's let's think about the rest. Let's think about wrestling. Wrestling's Voldemort. There's a reason we don't say his name. <laughs> and yeah, he was exactly. one of the best and the thing is he was one of the best to ever do it that's true and we all know it we yeah. all know it and we all agree he was one of the greatest of all time in the squared circle we don't say his name yeah because you can do things that are so fucked up and that are so wrong that we do decide nah nah that ain't it homie bye no, and I agree. So that's that's kind of where, like, I think that, like, I'm with you. I think uh, the more I think about it, the more I've kind of tried to, like, figure out, like, what is the line? I, th- I don't think there is necessarily a line as much as it's you just don't get to decide. You know, if you do something, you just better hope that it wasn't so egregious that you can't ever come back from it. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the that's the other that's the other big part of this whole discussion. Really, is just like. The other thing about forgiveness is forgiveness is not an instant thing. Forgiveness right. is not something that I just owe you because you said you were sorry. Sure. Like, nah, I need you to like give me some give me more than that. And For, and yeah. every single li- every single one of our listeners knows what the fuck I'm talking about because we've all been hurt by somebody before. And just because I don't forgive you now doesn't mean I won't ever forgive you, but like there has got to be tangible efforts made at like reconciliation i need to see where you have done the work i agree with you because i keep thinking like another thing i keep thinking of is uh this morgan wallen guy like i don't know shit about him but the, the thing is interesting because like it's almost like he does what he does and everyone's like oh cancel we're canceling this guy because of this that and the other and it's like well like, what do you expect us to just say, okay, it's fine? Like, you apologize, it's fine? Like, if you, like, well, and, like and you just said, if you do the work, yourself, maybe, maybe, but nobody owes it to you to forgive you, you know? 
Well, and sit with yourself for a second to think about the fact that, like, that dude that you just mentioned, he had to put a video out on Instagram to ask people to stop defending him for saying the N-word. Right. Yeah. And I give him a lot of credit for the owning up aspect. I'm not saying that, like, I'm going to forgive you, but I at least give you credit for being cognizant enough to put out there, like, Y'all, stop defending me. I fucked up, and I did something wrong, and people have a right to be upset that I did something wrong. Correct, yeah. Because, like, I want you to, if you were one of those people, again, I want you to sit with yourself for a second and think about the fact that you got on Al Gore's internet (laughs) to defend someone for calling, to defend a white person for saying the N-word. Correct, yeah. Like that that's that's the people need to understand that forgiveness and those kinds of things are not in total. Some people are never going to forgive him for that. Some people are never going to forgive Michael Vick for what he did. Some people are never going to forgive anybody for something they've done. Like it could be the most minor thing, but if it was enough for me, I may never I may never forgive you. That's my choice. So I like the way you put it, and I mean it kind of wraps a bow on COVID because this is kind of one of those things where a lot of people are not going to forgive these anti-maskers and these COVID deniers for this shit because they are part of the reason, like you mentioned earlier, we can't be how Australia is right now and be living our damn lives. we got to stay at home or put on eight masks to go anywhere because this is our reality. Yeah, because we can't have nice things. Like, I, I got so sad watching that goddamn interview after that tennis match, seeing that full-ass stadium, all those people packed together having fun. I saw a fucking video from Australia or New Zealand the other day from a gay bar, and all those guys were together and dancing and having a good time, and I'm just like, that should be me. And you can't even go there if you want to, because they won't let your ass in. Nope, exactly. (laughs) I can't even go visit these motherfuckers, because I'm an American, so I'm considered walking plague. (laughs) Because <laughs> y'all out here playing with this shit. Yeah. Maybe it's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can move on to something, some other bullshit that these people are complaining about for no goddamn reason. So, Elimination Chamber's coming up. And I mean, you know, I'm meh on Elimination Chamber anyway. I'm pretty on record on our show um, as far as like I'm not a big fan of these gimmick pay-per-views they don't tickle my pickle Um, but they announced the men's elimination chamber match and the participants that they announced are obviously Drew McIntyre and he's going to be defending the WWE title against Jeff Hardy The Miz The Miz Sheamus Famous AJ Styles, AJ, and and one other former WWE champion whose name escapes me. I want to say Braun. Hold on, we're bad at this. We're we terrible. Had, we should have had, had this pulled up. Yeah, we should have had it pulled up. We need we need rants. We need rants for these kinds of things because, like, for real, for real, we need rants for these things. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. McIntyre, AJ, Jeff Hardy, Randall, Keith Orton. Oh, wow. Speaking of forgiveness, 
he would have been our perfect segue into forgiveness because like Randall Keith Orton is the type of person who has earned forgiveness. Right. He's worked for lots and lots of really fucked up things, questionable things from a sexist standpoint, from a racist standpoint. And do you know what he did? He did the fucking work and he learned and he then after he did the fucking work and learned, he didn't ask for a medal or any of that shit. He just very quietly started doing the right fucking thing. Yep. And when people called him out for it, he was just like, yeah, it's called growth and learning that you were a shithead and not being a shithead anymore. The, The reason why we didn't think of Randy Orton is because we didn't think of him as a former champion because he's a current champion in our hearts. So that's all. That's the only reason we forgot. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. But anyway, no. So like, those were the announced participants in the chamber match, and you know, predictably, the internet lost their fucking minds. I'm so surprised. Uh, well, and you know, what do you think they were saying, Carl? Just take a wild guess. What do you think they were saying? Well, if I had to guess, um, why not put in some of these younger guys in there? Because you don't have. You need to build stars and. It should be an opportunity to build new talent, not put the same old guys that have been on television for the last however long. Yada, yada, fucking yada would be. Am I in the ballpark at least? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. What do you mean they're putting Jeff Hardy in an elimination chamber match? Why is Miz getting a title shot? Oh, yeah, because Miz is already the Money in the Bank briefcase winner. So they don't want him Edge to stack title Royal shots. Rumble. Edge had to win the Royal Rumble to get a title shot, and these guys just get one? Which and is, um, if that's that, the case, why ever have title matches? Why? I mean, <laughs> that, but the thing is, the sad thing is, that was probably the fairest of all the criticisms. I mean, and it, I guess, like, the way I think of that is, like, there are some gimmicks that are set up for you to win a title shot. And then there are some things that are set up to where you, well, they need to fill the chamber with five people. Like, I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. Um, that is kind of maybe the maybe that's one of the pitfalls of having these gimmick pay-per-views, especially something like this. Because you've got five guys getting a title shot. But this has been around for like 20 years. So why are we like, I don't know how long the chamber's been around, but it hadn't been that. It's been around a while. So this is, it's just the same old shit, man. Like, we... First of all, there is a connection to Drew McIntyre with pretty much all of these guys that are in the match, first of all. And that should be one of the main things you should hope to have in a match like this is a connection to the champion, right? So just for instance, The Miz has an instant connection just because he holds the money in the bank briefcase. Um, Randy Orton has been feuding with Drew McIntyre off and on for the last year basically Seamus just turned on Drew McIntyre Seamus just broke kicked him in the face like two weeks ago so I mean and that's that's just a couple of those guys you know maybe Jeff Hardy is one that doesn't really have a connection with Drew at the moment AJ Styles has had interactions with Drew recently this isn't some kind of like it's not like as a matter of fact I would say it makes more sense that these are the guys than some than random people the only other person I would say okay maybe he should be in it instead of someone would be like a Keith Lee, you know, maybe Keith Lee instead of Jeff Hardy. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Something like that. That's my only criticism. But here's, I mean, the thing, but here's the thing about that, though. Here's the thing about that. Keith Lee's going to have to have some kind of a match at WrestleMania with somebody. Right, yeah. They're going to give him something. How the fuck are they going to set that up if he's busy in the Elimination Chamber all month? Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I mean, anybody? Does anybody want to tell me how they're going to set that up if he's anybody? I, I would like to call on any is there anybody in the crowd that would like to. Oh yes, yes. You ooh, can. ooh, me, pick me. Oh shit, Rance, where did you come from? I, I I came from the same depths of hell that I came from when y'all invoked Alistair's name that night. When we <laughs> called who? Yeah, I haven't Q. seen him on. Te- I I haven't seen that that uh, that blob on television in I don't know how long. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna ignore that. And there's a no, reason no, for that. In so. all seriousness, no, but in all seriousness, I haven't seen him on television. No, in, like, not they, since they, before his wife got fired. Well, so the the back the the conjecture or the backstage speak is that they're letting him stay home with his wife until things kind of cool down with the, between those between them. And it makes more sense. It makes sense because they don't have anything for him to do anyway. So, um, to your point, uh, I know you're speaking about the elimination chamber. Yeah, yeah. Please, if you want to say somebody, go right ahead. Kyle, I have but, nothing to say other than uh, I want to hear you talk about the elimination chamber. Yes. Well, so we got Drew's defending. Sheamus is. You want to you you if you're booking the way that I think they're booking, you want to save the first. Drew versus Sheamus match for Mania. So you throw Sheamus in so they could get physical, but they're not going to wrestle a match. So that's boom. That's one, right? AJ Styles has been basically the top heel, give or take, for a long time. He's another given. Boom. Miz got the briefcase. Miz has been involved with Drew McIntyre in some form or fashion since, like, November. Not Boom. to mention, not to mention, you ain't got to worry about Miz anyway. We all know that Miz is going to face Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at WrestleMania. <laughs> so yes, you think, but even if you're just talk, thinking about it from a week-to-week basis, not even worry about forecasting WrestleMania. Every week, Miz is involved that with Drew. No forecast. That ain't no forecast. That's sh- that shit is written in fucking ink. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. Back. <laughs> then you got Randy Orton, who was the last world champion before Drew, not to mention, has been the biggest star in the brand, not named Drew. Didn't he just burn the fiend to a crisp? So, <laughs> Jeff Hardy is the only one that you could, I, I agree with you, Carl, that you could criticize. However, you in, in building a match, sometimes you build a match for structure. Jeff Hardy's in there to do some fuck shit. He'll be do shit and some crazy shit. No, no different to when they had the um, elimination chamber for the tag teams, and the lucha booties got thrown in out of nowhere. Right. But why are the lucha booties in? To flippy do. Now I disagree with you about Keith Lee for the same reason Kyle said. One, 
Keith Lee hadn't been there to be built to even be worthy of this match recently. Sure. Two, he's building to something at WrestleMania, and proof of that is the same night of Elimination Chamber, he's in the United States Championship match. So what right. are we mad about? The only person that who has a person who should be in the match that's not in the match is the CEO of Pain. No, he, well, I have different plans for Lashley in my head, but yeah, go ahead. I feel you. I think me you're too, all right. But, yeah. Me too, but uh, Lashley deserves to be put on a, on a higher pedestal than he is, but that's another conversation. Sure. The one, the one person that should be on this side is Braun. But if you saw Instagram today or saw the news today, Braun had a some type of uh, um, infection that got in his blood and lost like 15 pounds in like oh, okay. five days. So like he's yeah. legit sick, so he couldn't be in it. That's the only other person I think of note. But miss me with all the people you... I don't understand what fans want. Like I get it. You want new stars, okay. But, you're new, but then you bitch about ages. Well, the new stars you want older than the damn stars that are there. Keith they Lee, 40. About- Raymond Priest, 38. Ricochet, 37. What are you talking they about? Riddle's about- 39. They complain about building new stars the same way they complain about the Hollywood crossovers and the pop culture crossovers because it's, it's never what they want. It's never what well, it's, they it's, want. It's the same. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Like, I mean, you can't really... It's not about anything other than with this new era of wrestling fans. It's, it's not about anything more than, well... This guy like has never been a world champion, and I want him to be a world champion. It's this. It's the Cesaro argument that's been going on for years, right? How he's has Cesaro one. not he's been a world champion? In his forties, I love Cesaro, but I mean, sure. he's another one. He's in his forties, and so, but that's that's the thing. Like, we've become so, like, in like I don't know what the right word is. We're so we want people. We people put Helping. so much emphasis on those damn championship belts that it ruins any kind of story or any kind of anything else. This is why I look at titles as props and I don't look at them as like an award for doing your job. Well, the award for doing your job. Well, is the paycheck. Like the way I look at it is titles drive stories. So not every story needs a title behind it. Not every wrestler is going to be champion. Like imagine like my favorite wrestler of all time, never won the world title. A lot of other guys never won the world title. So this whole idea that putting just and by the way, putting someone in a match because you think that that is going to create a star is not necessarily the uh, slam dunk you think it is. Like Damian Priest, you could put Damian Priest in the match, and yes, Damian Priest is awesome. He might go in there and be terrible. Like who knows? You don't know what's going to happen. You don't well, know if these guys are going to be great in these to, matches or not. To, to your point, new stars, right? That's what we want. New stars, right? Yeah, but from fans, right? And exactly what you said. Put a guy in. The last Elimination Chamber match that happened, in, a, in literally in, cal- in the last calendar year, what was it? I definitely do not remember. Kyle, do you remember? Oh, honey, you know I don't. <laughs> I didn't want to leave you out. The last Elimination Chamber match was the Women's Elimination Chamber when Shayna destroyed everybody. Right. And got built up to be Becky. She destroyed Liv. She destroyed um, my mama, apparently. Sarah, and they instantly Sarah. shat all over it. They instantly shat all over it. Why did, why'd Shayna kill everyone? Well, you, you, yes, you, you went exactly where I wanted to go. She destroyed Liv. She destroyed Sarah. She destroyed Natty. She destroyed um, Ruby. And she, and she destroyed 
And she didn't destroy Oscar. Oscar was injured, and she took advantage of the injury and choked her out. Beat all of them. But exactly what Kyle said. But we don't like that. It's because it because you don't know what the fuck you want. And what you're saying you want is bullshit. Because Shayna's a new star. And no, Shayna's not 25. But Shayna's a new star because she got called up literally a month and a half before that. But no, she don't count. So, like, pick, 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 make your mind up and what you want. I, like, I don't understand. What I want to know, no, but what I want to know with this new stars talk, because again, we've become super age conscious all of a sudden. What I want to know is where is this treasure chest of guys under 30 that they think is just like hiding out there, available? Can I to speak be to that? Up? Yeah. Can I speak to that? Yeah. I want to speak to that because yeah, NXT is often looked at as the treasure trove, right? As the, the next up. Most of your roster is over 30. Stop taking my points. Stop taking my points. Yes, you're absolutely right. But that's Thanks. the point, though. The majority of these wrestlers, like, they don't hit their peak until they're in their 30s 30? anyway. Roman Reigns is at the top of his game. He's 35 years old. Like, this Roman Reigns is at the top. Game of twenty eight, y'all just wasn't trying to respect the man. But well, you sure. know what I, you know what I'm saying though. But like, to you take it a step further, but to take it a step further, even with AEW, even with AEW, you look at the like young stars on AEW. I would say the younger stars on AEW, the only ones that are under thirty are Hangman Page is twenty nine. MJF is like twelve. MJF is MJF is the hidden gem. MJF, MJF, Sammy, Boy, and Sammy are the three that they can legit say. The rest I of them are thirty. And even Darby's almost thirty. Darby's twenty-eight. Yeah, it's 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 not about new stars. It never has been. It's about I like this guy, and this guy should be in the position because I like him. It's never been about stars because they'll turn on you at the drop of a hat. It happens all the time. It's going to happen the next time a new star emerges. And by the way, while we're on the topic, does it's like it's almost as if we've forgotten about Bianca Belair. It's almost as if we've forgotten oh. about Sasha Banks. We, like I've forgotten about them. It's just because we because wrestling wrestling wrestling, wrestling fans, fans are so are patriarchal. They're so misogynist and patriarchal that they don't respect women. Because this new star oh, yeah. talk, all of the new stars in the past 10 years, 90% of them have been women, but we don't well, give them no credit. For the, and you're looking for the young new star? Rhea Ripley's MJF's age. She's only like 23 or 24. Well, not to mention the last new star of the WWE, truly, true, like, was on, like, it's Becky Lynch. I mean, she went stratosphere overnight, essentially. I mean, if you well, think about it. Is that Drew McIntyre? We're just a year away from Drew getting pushed to the main event. Drew was just yeah. another guy. And all of a That's sudden true. now Drew is hanging out with Michael with Michael McC Matthew McConaughey, whatever the yeah, hey, hey, hey guy is. And all these superstars <laughs> now. Drew is a star. Drew was being talked to Drew Drew was one of the marquee guys at Shaq's Shaq Bowl for the Super Bowl. Right. Like, he's, a, he's a different level now. That don't count. You nope. mean the same Shaq? Hold up, hold up. You mean the same Shaq who does shit with AEW, but AEW is not sports entertainment? Oh, yes, exactly. He has a match, by the way, in March. In yeah, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, I watched Dynamite. Remember the same the same Shaq who ran from a match with Big Show WrestleMania for about seven years. But I'm gonna shut up. Please continue. The same Shaq who 
Still can't shoot a damn free throw. Damn, Shaq. Sorry. I had to shit on his free throw skills. No, that's it's <laughs> okay. Before we transition, before we transition to our celebrity talk, Rance, you missed our COVID conversation. Is there anything you want to say about the COVID cast-offs? Yes, it is. Um, anytime someone is let go in this pandemic, I think is a a shame and is a, is a sad situation. But Steve Cutler was let go because of COVID, because he was an idiot, and all these all these people around him, Deanna, Casey, Ricochet, Moose. All these people, Caden Carter. Can we talk about fucking getting me cut? Speaking of Ricochet and Moose, and can we talk about how they stay cropping up in these places, hanging out with shitty fucking people? Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Because that all, all those guys are a crew, and so like, don't like when you got I, a crew that for- has chats and rants in it. You know that you are making terrible life choices. Yep. I feel bad for Steve Cutler that he lost his job. I don't want anybody to ever lose their place of employment. But you have to understand the predicament that the company's in. When they made all these promises to people that, you know, some Romans just just beat cancer. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the people they have to take care of and all these people that he promised, we're gonna do better with COVID. And we're gonna you all the we we bitched at him for almost a full year about testing and about being better and then motherfuckers just out here just having parties and shit on Instagram every day Kayla Braxton you can get this work too just out here bitching about well you need to you guys to be more understanding narrative I am so over her fucking victim narrative take some personal responsibility bitch 100% so it's like so yeah I be better and there's a video that came out of Casey telling people to stay home and mask up. Bitch, you stay home and mask up. We, we talked. We yeah, we hit on that one. Motherfucker, talking about follow the CDC guidelines, but not me. Couldn't be me. Yeah, it's it's it's. But I, I think Steve Cutler getting released is I think one of the biggest things that happened in, in recent memory because it opens up the plat the platform to say. Hey, we can release you because you're not doing what you need to do on, based on COVID guidelines. Nobody okay. in the entertainment, in the entertainment or sports world, has been released for that purpose. He's the first, and he will not be the last. Well, not only does it say that, but it also it, it says that, but also the subtext is in Cutler's case, especially when we don't see any real reason to keep you. Because, and I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect him per se, because I already said a lot of his downfall is fucking Gunner's fault uh, prior to this. But like, you ain't on TV. We have nothing for you to do. We were, we had so much nothing for you to do that we had you and Blake running around with King Corbin for a little while. Right. They had just put him back on TV and they like him. So I don't think it by I'm, you're, you're definitely right. If he was a superstar, maybe they would think a little no. 
Uh, no, that, I, that's my actual point. Because one of the things Carl and I talked about in terms of Casey is do we expect her to get punished? And I'm like, Casey ain't going to get punished because they see more value in Casey. And Well, see, so let me disagree with you there. Yes, you're right. But the reason she won't get punished ain't got nothing to do with her status in the company. The reason that they won't get punished is because they haven't got anybody sick. You can't punish somebody for living. Well, no, but that's what but I you... mean. No, but that's what I mean. She didn't. They haven't gotten anybody sick, but she has more value than Blake does. Or than I don't uh, think Cutler. the value matters. I don't think the value matters. It could be. It could be Drew McIntyre. It's if you're if you're out here causing super spreaders, and you're out here like it's one thing if you people get sick. The shit happens, right? It is what it is. But you can't stop somebody from living, no matter how much we want to or want to mandate it. Regular, whether it's federally or whether it's locally, or whether it's from a company perspective. But I think the bigger issue is, this man held a party that got like 20 people sick from the party. That's just a level of unacceptable that if his name was Randall Keith Orton, I think the company would have to have done something. You know what I'm saying? I just think that's like, that is as big a deal as it gets. You're not wrong there, but the thing they would have done would have been very different. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're wrong for firing Cutler. I'm not, because I don't think yeah. they are. But I can guarantee you this. If Randall Keith threw a party and people got sick, Randall Keith might get a 60-dayer, but he ain't going to get no walking papers. No rules for thee and not for me. You know what I mean? That's just kind of how that goes sometimes. But it's not whether it's right or wrong is... Is a completely different story, but I, I kind How of crazy is it that Randy and uh, Damian Priest are almost the same age? That's how long Randy's been <laughs> in this game, y'all. He's been here forever. Man, that's a oh, that's crazy to think of. Wow. <laughs> um, I think about yeah, it all the time when I see him on TV with some of the people that are considered new, but that I know for a fact are like the same age as him, and I'm just like, damn. Y'all are the new stars, and he's just been chilling since '03. Let me let me try some let me try some transitioning journalism here. Speaking of being in the game, what about this one young cat who wants to get in the game for the first time? Is that all right? Boo. I don't know. I'm just you know what? I mean, Boo. Here's 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 why it's doubly shit journalism, Carl. He can't get in the game. He's not even big enough to be a cruiserweight. He makes Drake Maverick look like a heavyweight. Sir, they used to have a whole division of people shorter than him that used to wrestle. Okay? I'm just saying, Bow Wow makes Marco Stunt look large. Well, time out. Time out. Bow Wow and Conor McGregor about the same height, but everybody talking about Conor McGregor going to come in and be a superstar. They the same damn size. True, but you know what the difference is? As much as I hate Conor McGregor, I hate him. I hate him. He could break every bone in my body without thinking hard. But you're right. But can, but, but, but can Conor McGregor make you do this? <laughs> I Was mean, he ever named Mr. 106 in Park? I huh? mean, okay, okay, I get it, Rance. He ain't riding, he ain't riding, he ain't bumping like I'm bumping. The, fun, the best thing about this whole Bow Wow thing is the first person to call him out, Oni Lorkin. I don't know if y'all saw any of those tweets or not. It was T- I thought it was T-Bar. Maybe it was T-Bar, T-Bar who got him first. Oh, Oni Lorkin was like, do you want me to kick your ass? Like, he thinks it's like right off the beat. You know how Oni is. for it. 
I'm here for it. Like I'm, apparently... I'm, I'm here for celebrity wrestling. Oh yeah. Appa- yeah, yeah. Apparently, Pat McAfee taught only how to do videos now. <laughs> it's a further level of ridiculousness. First yes, of all, first of all, rants. No, no rants. Oni has always had the best social media in the game. Right, but it was always all caps. Now, have you seen him recently? Now he's cutting pro- video promos with like, imagine if Ultimate Warrior was in 2022 with like the crazy ass spaced out promos. This man, man got now, spaceships and rockets behind him. Man, no, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, no, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, Rance, fuck it. Now that the forbidden door is open, give me Oni versus Johnny Hungy for the Being the Elite Championship. Oh my god. I, I'm here for the promos of Oni Lorcan versus John Silver. The promos, and my god, talk about how hard a hit in that match that's gonna be, Jesus. The skits. Christ. Oh, the skits. I'm sore thinking about that match. Um, Can you imagine Logan Lorcan and the skits? Yes. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Speaking of another guy who's about the same size as Bow Wow, John Silver, everybody. Oh, John Silver's great. No, but... Basically, I'm saying he's short. John Silver is very short. Like, but, like That's the joke. But, but to be more serious about Bow Wow, to be more serious about Bow Wow, for perspective, I'm pretty sure he's my age, so he's like 30, maybe 31. So like, he's still young. He's 32. He's 33. Uh, okay. Okay. Even so, he's still young. He like he's not a name that younger hip hop heads would know, but like any millennial has heard of Bow Wow. Bow Wow had what three platinum albums? I don't know how yeah. many platinum albums he had, but I definitely know Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah, he was the man. He was the man for a while. I mean, I'm a flirt is still one of my jams, even though I fucking hate R. Kelly. Like, not as an artist, as a person. So, let me give you the inside scoop. Bow is what the young folk call the clout chaser. Well, you, yeah. Do you, do you gentlemen know what that means? Entourage. He was on Entourage. That's of not course I mean. he's clout Yeah, but that's 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 work. What I mean by clout chaser is he's he 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 was notoriously recently shot a picture of himself on a plane and put on Instagram, yeah, baby, me and my private plane, what's up? And somebody behind him posted a picture of him. He was in coach. There's a video, there's a video with Mano talking about Mano's a rapper from New York, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. I'm speaking to the people, not you, fool. Speaking to the people. Um, speaking to me, because I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, speaking so, yeah. to the white people, sir. To the white right, folks. To the, to the company. <laughs> Mano was on to talking. Him and Mano were uh, cool, right? They, and so they met up at this club. And Bow Wow apparently had VIP. And it was all this and that. And he was like, come see me. Cool. And Bow Wow was like, hey, I'm going to leave when you leave. All right, cool. Bow was talking about how he got... It's brand new. I don't know what it was, but like the, the, this new thing and it's whatever, whatever. And so him and Mano outside talking after they leave the club and like Mano's waiting like, what? Why this motherfucker ain't left yet? I'm trying to, I want to see what he's riding. And literally like 15 minutes later, Mano's like, all right, man, I'm gone. And Bob was like, I'll holler at you later. And instead of walking to his hot new whatever, he goes and he, and he calls a cab. That's what I mean by a cloud chaser. He's just doing stuff 
to be relevant, right? Attention. He so, wants attention. like Ja Rule. <laughs> this is worse than Ja Rule ever was. Yes. At least <laughs> if Bow Wow the Fire if Lisa Bow the Fire Festival, I'd have something more than a piece of bread and cheese. Um so yes, he sees Bad Bunny out here killing the game. By the way, Bad Bunny of the top five highest selling merch, one, two, three, four, Bad Bunny. Man's working. And he sees that. He's like, his oh, well, I like wrestling. Shirt, his kid's shirt is outselling Roman Reigns right now. Sounds like oh, we're yeah. getting Roman Reigns versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Take I'm, my look, fucking money. <laughs> Bad Bunny can sell better than half the roster. Have you been watching him on Raw? Oh, uh, man, watching Raw. That means I would have to watch Raw. So I don't know. Like, Look, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. So, I watch Raw. It's on. I, I put it on. It's there. Every now and then I look over, I'm like, ooh, Raw. Um, but it's, I, just to put a bow on what I'm saying, even if he is cloud chasing, even if this is all bullshit, the fact that we, we want WWE to be relevant, we want wrestling to be relevant, WWE begs for relevancy. Well, in the same month, they got Bad Bunny, they got Cardi B, and now they got Bow Wow. And two of them are the most relevant people in the world. And Bow Wow comes from a very relevant culture. I think they're doing all right. Well, but it's still... But Rance, remember when we talked last week about the reading between the lines and the subtext of it all? Think about the types of people that they are getting from the celebrity standpoint and the types of the culture that they represent. And then think about the people who are bitching and the culture that they represent and sit with it for a quick minute and they might learn something about themselves. Shout out to my boy Pete Dunn. I'm going to give you the... <laughs> who gives a fuck? Who gives a... Like, I feel, I feel you. Okay, for those crowd, Sasha Banks and, and the Street Profits are at the Daytona 500. There you go. Uh, Chase Elliott got a WWE title belt. There you go. Man, I would never watch NASCAR. I'd I'd watch watch it for Sasha Banks, the, though. The Daytona's dope, just because of, of the pompous circumstance they give. It is. And for those of you who have never watched the actual race, the Daytona and the Indy are the biggest races, right, in, in stock car and IndyCar. But if 600 you, is pretty big, too. Yes. But for those of you who never watched, they have a picture in picture with other shit going on. So you're not just sitting there watching left turns for four hours. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever gotten through a full race of that nature in my life. If it's on, it's because someone else turned it on. Well, you know what, Carlton? Sunday, right before NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day on the award-winning WWE Network, soon to be of Peacock, that you can only get that you can get for only $9.99. Vince, soon to be bro. only $5.99. Pay us, bro. Uh, you can watch the Daytona 500 first. There you go. Boom, for boom. Only $5.99. No. When they make the transition to Peacock, y'all, that means for only $5.99, you could buy two subscriptions. You could buy a subscription for yourself and a friend. To the Peacock Network for the price of Uncle Dave shit rag. By the way, I, I do need some new toilet paper. I might as well just go ahead. I would watch the Daytona 500 on a loop for the rest of my life before I subscribe speaking to of, uh Speaking of Uncle Dave shit rag and Uncle Dave in general, do you see where 
he tried to like speak and clout chasing. Do you see where he tried to like prop himself up and all the influence that he trying to claim that he has and all the people who book shit now. Yeah. All the people who book shit now grew up reading him and how great he was and blah, blah, blah. And then Bischoff with the clap back, just Dave, please get help. (laughs) If you guys have never heard of narcissistic syndrome, Dave Meltzer's got narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder out the wazoo. That's why him and the Bucks get along so well. Because I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Matt and Nick Jackson have narcissistic personality disorder. They love the smell of their own farts. I find it hard to believe. Oh, so they're fat. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Carl. So they're from San Francisco? I mean, they might be. Rancho Cucamonga, San Francisco. It's all California. That's a South Park joke for those of you who don't know. Go ahead, Carl. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I find it hard to believe that... Okay. Think of it like this. All everyone does is shit on wrestling and how bad it is. So I find it hard to believe that Dave Meltzer was the... I guess in that case, I don't find it hard to believe that he's the inspiration. But that's my point. Like, he says it's bad half the time. So what he's telling me is that the stuff that he supposedly inspired is bad? No. He's not saying it's bad. He's saying the one that makes money is bad because the one that I got stake in is better. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Because he doesn't say wrestling is bad. WWE is bad. New Japan gets seven stars every damn match. AEW is the best thing ever. AEW is the greatest television show ever created, even though they've been on TV for a year and a half. Everybody else is killing it. But not the the company that got $3 billion deals in the span of two years. No. (laughs) they're, They're not good. Correct. I don't even know how we got on Dave Meltzer, but you said speaking of cloud chasing, so that makes sense. Oh, because well, no, it's because Rance brought up how um, how much the network costs, and I made me think about how once they <laughs> ship to Peacock, it's even cheaper because for the same price as the regular network now, you can get the premium Peacock with no ads and all of their extra shit. Very true. Very true. Good point. Man. Take that bullshit money you're giving to fucking Dave and go watch WandaVision. Do something with your life. Just take that money and just like no, give no, it no, to no, someone no. else. Yeah, Anybody give else. Ra- no, give it to Sean Ross Sapp. If you want it to go to wrestling, give it to Sean Ross Sapp. At least the Fightful people do good shit. I subscribe to Fightful Select, by the way. But that's what I'm right. saying. At least because, and, and you know what else I respect about Sean? If you're going to waste the money on and you want it to go to wrestling, and you want it to go to a dirt sheet, give it to Sean, because if nothing else, Sean will tell you when he's just guessing. Or save those, save two months' worth of those subscriptions and buy a Outsider's Edge t-shirt. ProWrestleTees.com slash the chair shot. Uh, hashtag journalism. There's also Jesus Did the Job. There is Save Tag Team Wrestling. Baron Corbin sucks. A million different... A winner is you. I'm very at a different show. We have the original Corona... T-shirt, but not with the virus part, just like the Corona bottles. I'll let you boys spend that money and uh, get Uncle Carl a new microphone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, help pay us, y'all. We're poor. Uh, we don't make no damn money from this shit. That's for goddamn sure. Not yet. We're, look, we we're, we're about to get. We're trying to get sponsored by WWE. We're trying to get that Ryan Satin money. That that's why that's why I don't feel as bad when I. For whatever reason, in the beginning of the show, thought that 
Keeping It Strong style was on our this family of podcasts. On the show, this motherfucker's on the show acting like we're still on social suplex. No, I was acting like they were with us. I wasn't acting like we were on social suplex. So the owner and CEO of social suplex has a show on ChairShot. Yes. Okay. Listen, listen. I've it's look. Life is hard. Okay, especially <laughs> you know I'm struggling these days. Leave me alone. <laughs> All we're saying, we're not, we're not making fun of you, Carl. We're just saying that you owe Jeremy an apology. That's no, all. you should definitely make fun of me, and I will oh, also yes. apologize to Jeremy. I'm making fun of him. Both, both way, are fine. Both are deserved. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jeremy. We do love you. And Josh, my boy Josh. Speaking of that, you know Josh played his wrestling debut uh, a few months back. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. Did he win? No, nobody wins in their debut. He got his ass beat. But, I, I saw mean, the video. He sent it to me. He got his ass beat. But, but he he's looked winning good. in general because, I mean, he's being trained by Evan Bourne, and Evan Bourne's a cool dude. Or Matt Seidel. I'm sorry. Matt Seidel. Yeah, I didn't know about all that. Good. That's awesome. Good for him. He, he looked really good. And he even cut a nice little promo after the match. He looked really good. Yeah, the young boy's doing big kid things. Young boy's doing big kid things. Yes. Monday we'll young all follow part. suit. The young oh, boy will soon be a real me. young boy. And uh, with uh, uh, oh, Shibata san, I'm about to say, what's the motherfucking name that got his head busted open? Yeah, Shibata san. Um, all right, so with that out of the way, uh, is there anything else we need to hit the people with, or are we trying to take them home? Uh, did your talk take over yet? We did not talk takeover because without you to guide us through the talk, we knew that we would butcher it. All right, so takeover Vengeance Day. This is the last NXT takeover before um, WrestleMania, and so run run through the card for you real quick. It's five card, five matches on the card. Like so always. the two dusty, the two. Well, yeah, they have six sometimes. Speaking of the sixth match that would have been on the card that has been pushed back to next week's takeover. Shout out to. La Legado, El Legado de Fantasma. Uh, Santos Escobar is facing Karrion Cross. Random match, but fantastic build. Really fun. That's next week on NXT. But on the pay-per-view, you have the Women's Dusty Cup Final. You have the Men's Dusty Cup Final. So you have Raquel Gonzalez, the captain, and, Ra- I'm, I'm sorry, Raquel Gonzalez and the captain, Dakota Kai, facing Dakota Kai, facing Ember Moon and Shashi Blackheart. Winner of that match wins the Dusty Cup and will get a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship shot. So, mm-hmm. big match. For the men, with all respect to my boy Ciampa and Thatcher, the best two teams are in the fucking final. Big excited for tag team wrestling. MSK, formerly known as the Rascals, uh, Desmond Xavier, now known as Wesley, and Zachary Wentz, now known as Nash Carter are going to be facing the grizzled young veterans in Zach Gibson and James Drake. Fantastic. They will be. Big that will be. slapping me. Well, they're skinny as fuck, but good try. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the notion. That's going to be a match of your candidate. Going forward, further in the match, you have Johnny Gargano defending the North American Championship against the guy. Kyle, you and I have been saying push for a long time. Kushida. Hey, hey, hey. Big match. Women's yeah, ta- my the, boy. The, I think the title change happens. A women's, the women's championship will be defended in a triple threat match 
Io Shirai is, is defending against the newly returned Mercedes Martinez. And she is, boy, she is, she's thicker than a fat person's arteries. Tony Storm. I was going to say, it must be Tony Storm because, yes. I mean, like, pop claw, please. She yes, got loud. On cakes. Yes, loud. And the main event. So the most recent, the most recent NFC Championship matches have been between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. And they have been some of the greatest matches in the history of the brand. <clears throat> this match will be better. Finn Balor is defending old UK against the new man of the UK and Pete Dune. Oh, there's Pete. the young star we were looking for earlier. Pete Dunn's only what, 26? Something, if, if that. So, my goodness, Balor versus Dunn is going to be a battle. You can, you can get this live Sunday, Sunday afternoon on the WWE Network for only $9.99 until they go to Peacock and it's $5.99 or, or $9.99 without commercials. But nonetheless, if you enjoy good wrestling, if you enjoy TakeOver is the best bar, the best wrestling pay-per-view-esque supercard in the business. It always delivers. If you don't understand the fucking, if you don't understand the um, storylines or the reason behind the matches, it's fantastic. NXT's killing right now. Cameron Grimes, apparently, he hit the stocks on GameStop because he realized video games are cool, and now he's a multimillionaire because he, he invested in GameStop and Doggy and Coin. To the moon, and you can't trust kitty cats because anything with nine lives ain't 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 trustable. Zia Lee and Big Boa are now being controlled by a centuries old uh, Chinese that spirit named Tian Sha. That is some old school new generation shit. Can we just talk and about that for a second? And it's fantastic. Like that is some old school new gen shit. NXT. And I know that I get in the ratings. We, they're, I get it. But they are killing it right now. But, Go but, watch TakeOver Vengeance Day. But you know what? I brought up Sean Ross Sapp just a second ago, and he tweeted about this earlier. Right now, both Wednesday night shows are really good. Yes. Both Wednesday night shows are really fucking good right now. Speaking of AEW, if you are a fan of AEW and you're not excited about the perspective MJF, Sammy Guevara feud, you don't like wrestling. That if, is going well, especially, to be. Especially if you've been one of those assholes, especially if you've been one of those assholes out here on Al Gore's internet talking about new stars. Well, 20, what, 23 and 24? Yeah. Th that is going to be fantastic. And then um, Archer's going, probably going to go after Omega. Uh, Archer now is a babyface. Okay. He's going to go after Kenny Omega, which should be fun. Because Archer's a big man that can actually go. He's fast enough to work with Kenny because Kenny can't work with slow people. I mean, you know, I mean, slower plotting people. Um, that should be fun. Moxley seems to be reinvigorated by Kenta coming over. AW's in a good spot. And the acclaimed is getting pushed. Shout mm -hmm. out to the acclaimed. Now, now all they got to do is push Hook and I'll be happy. Well, look, Hook is the most enthralling part of that show right now. Carl Hook is Taz's son. Shout out to Hook Sinarka. Um, yeah, man, wrestling is great right now, and 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 
And you know what? Can I say one more thing? One thing I know we didn't yeah. talk about was I didn't put on the, on the format. I was massively disappointed because I wanted all three of the rascals to come over to get together. But Trey Miguel resigned with Impact Wrestling. First and foremost, fuck Impact. Secondly, shout out to Trey. He came up with his reasoning. Zach Wentz, a.k.a. Nash Carter, is married to Alley Cat. Desmond Xavier, a.k.a. Wesley, is engaged. He's building a family. They needed the WWE system and the stability that WWE gives them. Trey is single and is just wants to wrestle his best matches. And his, his uh, brother's son was just born and is really sick. So it didn't make sense for him to, to up and leave where he lives to go move to Orlando. So re-upping re with Impact, giving them an opportunity to just to be in the main event there and do big things and have some freedom to rest wherever he wants and still come home. I understand, but I want to shout out Trey Miguel because Trey Miguel, again, new stars, is one of the guys that's going to help lead the next generation of these, these new cast. Because Trey Miguel is a superstar. Trey Miguel is a superstar. Impact got Trey Miguel, they got Chris Bay, they got Ace Austin, they got superstars. And Rich Swan is the world champion. Well, you know, what can you do? Well, it's shout Impact. That, that's, that's Impact. Shout out to Ethan Page. And shout out to Josh Alexander getting that walking weapon push as a singles guy. You know, with, I was going to say, with Ethan gone, Josh has time on his hands. Man, wrestling is fantastic. Miko Satamora debuted on NXT UK today. Like, okay. Wrestling is beautiful. Well, Miko and, versus Kaylee in a week, in a month. Well, and you know what we get to look forward to soon, Rance? Maki Ito. God, I am such a huge Maki Mark already. Maki, and isn't Momo in, yeah. in, on Momo Watanabe? The yeah. best, maybe the best women's wrestler in the world, not I named mean, Mayu Watani? I mean, my, Aja Kong's in that bracket, yo. Like, that, that Japanese bracket is so stacked. Oh my god. And shout out to them giving Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa some time. Yeah. I appreciated that. Because that's been one of the big um, complaints we've had here on this show and all over the internet, is that they don't give their women time. They gave the women time and they pushed the tournament. So shout out to that. Wrestling is fantastic right now, y'all. NXT is is building up Imperium. So maybe Walter's coming back stateside. Walter's probably in Mexico City right now, chilling. No, well, see, Walter, it makes no, but here it makes sense. It's the push to WrestleMania. Walter will come back stateside every year for WrestleMania time, and then he'll go back home. He'll come Please for his give, WrestleMania paycheck, and then he'll go back home. Give, give me give me Walter versus anybody. I don't give a shit. I'll I'll go in there and take a, and take and take one of those those. those I'm chops. glad you will, because I sure as shit won't. <laughs> nope. I value my titties. Well, you know, maybe it'll maybe it'll fix my heart problems. I like how Rance comes on the show and like for the first hour, me and Kyle are basically just shitting on everything, and then Rance pops up and he's like, "Hey guys, wrestling's beautiful and fantastic," and we're like, "Because I oh, watch, oh, our because I guys. watch, it <laughs> oh, we, I watch it too. It's just not always we beautiful and fantastic. You watch SmackDown, so then in theory, I should be saying wrestling is beautiful and fantastic." Well then, here's your time. Here's your moment. You have you have you have one minute, sixty seconds to to bloviate about how great SmackDown is, sir. Please, yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. <laughs> All over there, everybody. Nothing. I give you nothing, Rance. <laughs> well, I mean that's true, but any 
in any case, you can find Carl on Twitter at Outsider Curvin, K E R V I N. You can find Brother Rance on Twitter at Um Yeah, I'm still at Israel Cash, right? Uh R E Wise and Mysterio C A S H and C A S H as in dollars. You can Check also your boy. find his daddy Raymond uh you can also find his daddy Raymond Rowe on Twitter. At Eric underscore WWE. Yeah, y'all, I was just born apparently a few days ago. For the record, for the record, if I if I may do some plugs real quick. Um Ben Wagon Nerds last week and this week we're in the midst of the 90s project. And so that's uh, every week we're going to take a different genre and, and rank the top 10 uh, of that genre in the, of the 90s. So last week was sci-fi fantasy. This week is G-rated family animation movies. Check that out. That should be fantastic every Monday on the Chair Shot. Um, Three-man weave. Super Bowl's out, so we should ha- be fun. We might even talk some shit that might even get you on the show, Kyle, because football's done. Um, so we're looking for that. That comes out every Tuesday on the on the on the chair shot. Chair shot radio head trauma with your boy, me and Mags. I think our best episode we've done so far, with all respect to you, Kyle, because we did 10 cross-promotional trades. So company to company, one company trades one person or multiple people to another company. Check that shit out. That's fantastic. That's another chair shot as we speak. Of course, you know we got Outsiders Edge and all the other fantastic shows you have on Chairshot Radio and Chairshot Media at Chairshot Media, and I'm giving it back to you, sir. Right. And, and always use stick in your head and such on and so forth. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, Rance <laughs> plugged everything on the network, so I'll just say you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. Shonaconcella.com. Sam's for Syria. Donate so that the Syrian people can get some damn work done. And um, yeah, be a good human. Buy, wear a mask. Um, spay and neuter your pets. What else we got to shout out? All I, right, Bob I, Barker. I missed an hour worth of the show. What else do we need to, to shout out? Um, I don't. Uh, put the seat down when you use it so that your woman don't get mad at you because it happens. Um, I don't know what else we what um uh be good to your teachers. Um, because mm. you know one of my best friends is a teacher. Um, uh, I um if you if if you're half blind, wear your glasses. I don't know. I uh, were you the chair the chair shot radio network? Where you always wear your glasses? I guess I don't know. You're making up shit. So, Hey, Platt, that's a new drop. I was wear your glasses. I'll, I'll shut up now. I, and, I apologize. And as always, remember, this is the way. And, and as always, remember, y'all, we here at the Outsider's Edge are some increasing... And, I'm, just, I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're some increasingly less young gentlemen just doing everything we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're gonna, you know... Not be able to shut the fuck up like the IWC. And sometimes we're going to hit you with those things that you just need to hear. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And you got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, you should know by now that we just don't give a fuck. Time out. It's Valentine's Day. We'll give a fuck just this week. You might, but I won't. Okay, no Not a mind. chance. 
And not a Welcome. chance I give any fucks. Welcome. I tried, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.